Hello beautiful souls who are on their healing journey. This is Mel Rimsha. We're here to speak our truth through radical vulnerability. We look forward to sharing the most profound insights we have picked up along the way and provide you the tools in living your most abundant and joyful life. We're so excited you're joining us on our journey. A few nights ago, I was laying in my tent at Burning Man and it was 3 a.m., and the, I started crying, and I started talking like not myself. And then the things I was saying sounded like an eight-year-old, a seven-year-old. And I realized it was the first time in my life that that little girl is actually always there with me. And our inner child always have a way to come through us. But we don't always know who that is. So we think it's the adult speaking, like a lot of the arguments we get into with our partners or um, any conflicts that we get into or the emotions that come through, we see them as, as this something separate from us when really it is the inner child speaking, maybe the inner teenager speaking. So this episode is about how my personal life and both of our lives have changed when we met our inner child. Yeah, and this is this is a really great topic to talk talk about because this really is everything. I feel like this is the human experience mm-hmm. is we come in this world as a baby and as a child and oftentimes our parents weren't taught how to properly nurture and love a, a child. It's just there's not a manual, there's not you know, it's just kind of figuring it out as we go and a lot of us had parents with a lot of wounds themselves that they're just trying to manage as best they can and they don't know how. Um, And so everything is going back to trying to heal that inner child because if we had the love and security as a child and felt what that felt like in our body, we wouldn't attract dysfunctional things. But if Mm -hmm. we have a parent that is, you know, separate from us and maybe abandons us and doesn't give us that love and attention, we don't feel that and know what it feels like in our body and we tend to attract what's comfortable to us because it feels safe because we don't know if it's going to be worse. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of us put up with, you know, mediocre lives and partners and relationships because we're comfortable there and we're afraid to even know if it's possible for us to dream for more, to accept more, to receive more. And so rather than give up on what we have, our fears are typically, oh no, it's going to be worse. So I don't want to lose what I have because it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't like 40% of it, but 60% of it's good. So we deal with a lot of struggles and hurt and pain is what I've noticed from yeah. you know my experience. And, and, it, yeah. and on the contrary, yes, there are difficult experiences that we, we go through as a child. But then there's also beautiful things. And things that's where we develop the things that will help us actually create for the rest of our lives, right? Like your... You know, I recently met somebody who has this deep love for animals. And when you see them with animals, it's really when they're their full self. That's the inner child, happy and fully integrated into the adult and blossomed. So those there are beautiful things that we carry with us um, and also the negative ones. And you get to decide what decide how you want to what you want to keep, but also how you want to nurture the child that has gone through the beautiful things and the ugly things. And I say this to say because I feel like we are this Russian dolls. We're not just this, I'm not just this 28-year-old. I'm also 20 and 15 and 10 and 5. And my cellular being remembers my, you know, the time in my mother's belly 
and also my grandmother's belly. So it goes way back. Our cellular being remembers everything. And if that is the truth, and it is, that is factual, then that inner child memories are also there. That spirit is still always there. And it will show up in the most unexpected ways. And it can show up as um, to protect you. And that's this is where, you know, I have catered my entire life now, especially this year, to her needs. She is my highest guide. She is the one who's guiding me to make the right decisions, to protect her. It's no one else. No one else holds space for me. It's me. I get to do that for me. You know, and that's kind of been my journey, especially this past month where all these motherhood wounds are bubbling up and I'm realizing that, you know, yes, my parents did incredible and I'm so happy for everything that they've done for me to be who I am because all the gifts I have gifts I have are from them. And they brought me to this country and gave me so much freedom. And at the same time, there were deep abandonment wounds. And I was a very scared little girl. And it has become more prevalent now than ever. And I thought I had worked through a lot of those things, but there were so many just much deeper wounds. And now that I'm dealing with this huge separation from my family, is that I feel for the first time again that I'm being abandoned by my family. And it's extremely painful. But what I'm realizing is that if I can, while that's not the right thing, as long as I cater my life to her, you know, for example, if I'm in unsafe spaces, my body will automatically tell me. And that's not really the adult speaking. That's the little child who knows this is no longer safe for me. Right. And then the sadness that comes through, the depression. I've been in a lot of depression these days for the past two weeks. And I'm realizing (coughs) And, and, and it came down to the experiences I've had, like really extreme experiences I've had at Burning Man that awakened these beautiful wounds that I can work through now before I'm a mother versus when I become a mother. And, and I'm realizing that she's always there side by side. And I am okay with the entire world hating me and abandoning me because I will have her and I get to protect her. And that's the mother. Mm. That's the mother in me that gets to nurture her. You know, it's not going to be anyone else. It's not going to be a partner. Those things are great. It's not going to be your friends. It's not going to be your job. It's not going to be money. It's going to be you who gets to provide for her. Even if she was catered to, she's always there. And that's the same for men too, that little boy is always there. And they will come out in in the most unexpected way. And for me now, I'm realizing it's so fully integrated where when she speaks, it's, it's fully her. There is no ego aspect of me. There is no making sense. It's just the things that come through me. You know, like I heard myself even last night, 3 a.m. saying like, are you sure you still love me? Are you going to leave me? And it wasn't like the Mm. adult mature voice. It was the little child speaking and my body was shivering in pain. Like, am I going to be abandoned by the people that love me or claim to love me? Because love is just love. There's no unconditional conditional. Love is just love. There is no such thing as conditional love. It is conditional acceptance, though. Mm. That's what I'm learning. There is, and I think everybody has, like, these unexpected expectations from each other. Family, friends, everybody. But that doesn't take away love. Like, I know how much I'm loved in this world by the people that are in my life, and especially my parents. But that doesn't change the conditional acceptance that I've dealt with my whole life. And so when you're facing that, I'm realizing that I can beg for it from others or I can bring in that 
deep acceptance for myself. Like, okay, who is Rimsha? What does she need? How much slowing down does she require? Can I run away from the spirit world? Well, I've tried. It didn't fucking work. So how can I accept it for her? Otherwise, I will fucking suffer. And I faced it and now I am fully in it where the more I learn about being in, the, in this deep divine femininity, it's realizing how much I need to slow down. And last night that came to me like slowing down is really where you can start not only noticing the things around you, but your internal world, where that is coming from. Because it's not just the inner child, there's also the teenager. It's also every single cumulative pain that you've carried with you. And it's the key word is you carried it with you. So if it's coming up, it's just finding a way to release. So depression, I don't see it as a bad thing. I'm going through it. I'm, I feel like I'm going through another dark night of the soul. But it's, it's not a negative thing. It's not an ugly thing. It's not a hard thing. It's just finally finding its way out. Which is a really beautiful thing. And just honoring that and holding space for it, mm -hmm. I think is so important. And that's what I realized too. And some people might, I don't know, maybe some people wonder like, how do you know when your inner child is coming out? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, people maybe that are new to this or just hearing this. For me, I realize, you know, anytime I get triggered, I realize, oh, that's that's a piece of me that's an unhealed, an mm -hmm. unhealed piece of me. And that's just an easy way for me to realize like, oh, you know, because a lot of things I can handle, my adult brain can rationalize and have conversations. But when I get triggered and I get emotional and I get worked up, I realize, oh, this goes deeper. And the truth is it really has nothing to do with the other person. They may have said something or done something that triggered something within me, but that's for me to go look at mm -hmm. and sit with little Mel. And usually it's just I've got to fill the feelings. It starts with not using my brain at all because I'm like out of that space. It's just having to fill. Mm -hmm. And I had suppressed that for so long I never had done that. And so that's been a new process for me within the past you know, couple years. And it feels really good. And that's where I've been able to find inner freedom mm -hmm. is going and just being with that little girl and crying on my bed or getting angry in the pillow. How dare this person say this? Whatever, just sitting with myself. And I don't even need the other person to process through it. Mm -hmm. You know, if hurts come up and maybe a parent passed away and they're not around anymore, they don't have to be there for you to have those conversations. It's just you, your adult self talking to your inner child mm -hmm. of I see you yeah that was hurtful what this person said or what they did and I see you and I love you and it's okay to be sad it's okay to be angry I'm here with you let it out we only need to be with ourselves. Mm -hmm. we are whole we have everything and the truth is other people they are just the sprinkles on top we should be able to provide ourselves with the cake the frosting like all mm -hmm. of it and then other people are just these little bonuses you don't need them the brownie or the cake is still going to taste great without the sprinkles. But the sprinkles are fun and it just adds more to it. Yeah, It's just a fun, I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it, this is a really good tool you're also providing, right, and understanding. And from my end, I work in the spirit, spiritual realm. So what I, what I do in that, those cases when that comes up is, you know, I go within and I close my eyes and I create a really dark space for myself so I can journey through to her. Right. So I access like, OK, with three nights ago or five nights ago, whatever, um, when I saw the temple burn and I went through what I went through and access that inner child speaking through me in all the ways that she was feeling that pain and abandonment. Um, I closed my eyes and I was crying, but I was closed my eyes 
and you can go within and maybe and allow your visualization to really carry you and for me what I saw was a really dark room and I saw her sitting there and crying and the thing is there is the visualization aspect of it and then there's the truth aspect of what she has gone through which was being in dark spaces all by herself and and I walked up to her and I held her this is why meditation and visualization and shamanic work are so powerful because life is not this three-dimensional thing there's so many layers to it and and the unseen world is very complex and really what's running this world the energy world right we're all influencing it collectively so we're fools to think that everything we do doesn't affect somebody outside because it does every single thing we do and say and feel affects a collective and so it's so important to you don't need to go out there and change the world or save somebody you have to do the work here the internal world because that reflects the external world and so the shamanic world has been incredible for me and I haven't talked to my mother in a few weeks and it's been really 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 painful for me because I don't have hurts from her I just want to be loved by her and and well to be accepted by her unconditionally and yesterday when you saw me out there in the lawn like I just laid out there for probably like an hour and a half and I went on that same journey because I realized like I'm longing for this thing that she's not physically ready for and so if you're accessing that inner child that's within you and as this Russian doll you can actually go in and access it from the spiritual realm and so I would close my eyes I would go in a journey and I would go find my mother and I would let the little girl talk to her not me not the adult but the little girl and let her soul gaze communicate through that you know, I don't even use any words anymore. I just let that little girl look into the mother's eye. And I know she feels it. I know she feels it. Because that's how I worked through with my father, you know, wounds with my father, is doing the work from distance, from the spiritual realm, from the place of simply love and energy and not talking and talking and saying things that they might not be able to comprehend. Mm. And I might not be able to comprehend, right? Like we're just on two different levels, not better or worse, just two different levels. And so that has been so incredible for me to to spend time in the mountains and spend time with myself and connecting to the ground and letting her take over, not be an adult, not go, 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 and just surrendering to the little girl to throw the tantrum that she needs to to go seek the help that she needs to, to go talk to her mommy like she needed to. The things that I really deeply wanted to express to my mother and never really truly did. And I know that that's, that's the same with every single parent. Like they just also have their inner child that they're carrying. And you know, here's the powerful thing. When you go on that kind of shamanic visualization journey, you might actually get answers from the other side. And from my end, the answer came was that, it's not that I'm trying to abandon you. I feel abandoned by you. That you left home. You left me to choose other people as your family. And that answer was so clear that it's like I see it. You know, then there's a level of compassion. And it's made, made it so clear that I'm finally going to go home and see my parents and do exactly that. I don't need to say anything to them. I don't need to say anything to them. I'm just going to go there and just look into their eyes and let the little girl take over. Come through me. Show my mother who I am. Because right now, her accepting the adult is really hard. And that's okay. I'm a very strange person. 
You know, I am not easy to read. And half the work that I do on this planet, like it's unseen. And I don't care for the credit. I just know that it works. I know the spiritual realm is so much larger. Like these avatars we live in is so temporary. Like you're going to go back to the ground one day or be burned to ashes, whatever, however way you want to die, you know. And ultimately, it's the spirit that will always remain. It's always existing. These energies that we leave behind, the love that we create, the projects that we create, they have like actual blueprint, the spiritual blueprint, they have consciousness. That's why it's so beautiful that, you know, if you really folk, listen to the inner child and what, how she's guiding you, then know what I really love doing was look at the sky. It doesn't need to mean anything. Go do that. I do that so much now. And it's like, it makes me want to cry just thinking about how much it fulfills me because it's not about the adult who wants to accomplish all these things. It's about that little girl who found a lot of peace in reading clouds, you know, and honoring that without making sense of it, without your partner understanding what that means. If really looking at the stars is what heals you, do that. And that child will have so much guidance for you to, to do the things that will help you actually create the things you were always meant to. Because I feel like we... I came in onto this earth just perfect and knowing exactly who I was, what my mission was. And I lost it along the way during domestication, a lot of physical sexual abuse. And then in that process of the two decades that I've spent just de-armoring those wounds, I had to go back to her. Hey, what, what do you want me to do? Where do you want to go? Where do you feel safe? Where do you feel safe? How do you need to be nurtured? What kind of foods does it excite you? And, you know, I don't know if that's the answer. What I know is that's the answer for me right now. And that's what's changing my world. And the way I show up in this life is I receive her guidance and I receive her quietness. Because I was a very quiet child. And I was very in tune with, the, with just the unseen world and the stars and the skies and nature. And, and I feel like I'm living that dream in that way. It's because I get to fulfill hers, which is a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> and it's just amazing that that inner child that just wants to fill and just enjoy sponging up the world, you know. And when we get in that adult self, we just start go in our head and processing and it just gets exhausting and mm -hmm. overwhelming. And there's just something about going to that simpler life coming back to ourselves and coming back home. We get so disconnected and can see how it happens. The process is going back to that inner child and loving ourselves and creating space for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I tell this story, oh, this person can't hold space for me. They can't hold space for me. And the truth is the words we say are really our own, what we're just trying to say to ourselves. But we yeah. try to project it on other people it. like it's their, their duty, their mm -hmm. responsibility to take care of that. And it's, if we can be mindful and realize, oh, I actually am just talking to myself. I need mm -hmm. to serve myself my own medicine, which is, oh, I need to hold space for myself, and give myself what I need. Yeah. yeah. And I and we see it time to time, like in every single either ceremony or he, any healing spaces. The only thing that really shows up is always the childhood stuff. That stuff is like dictating the rest of your life. It's so important. It's so important to go do that. I mean, honestly, as simple as it's like go YouTube, you know, inner child meditation and start there, start somewhere. Because in all the ways that we neglect, like 
the adult selves who ha- who lack boundaries is you're lacking bound you're not protecting your inner child and all the ways you sacrifice yourself to serve others or please others in the name of whatever you're sacrificing that little child i mean on my phone i keep a photo of me and i look at it every minute like i i as as many times i access my phone because she's constantly reminding me who's really here who do i need to nurture and you know i i can't wait to be a mother one day and i'm gonna be a fucking phenomenal mother i'm going to be so amazing because i'm already learning how to nurture truly and listen without any judgment for what she wanted you know, I was a very simple child who was seen as extremely complicated. And this is my truth still. I am a very simple person who's seen as very complex. I'm not complex. I'm just, I'm connected to nature and that's all I really want. I don't care for the big, bright, colorful things, you know. And I felt that at Burning Man too. It's like, I don't need to be this big, bright, colorful, attractive thing. I just need my soul to shine and I want that to shine through here too. And the reality is like, I'm happy that we have this space and I get to come in this space to share what I'm currently going through so that for whoever who's dealing with this, you know, can also see it, see what that looks like and, and that there's a way through. And also none of it is bad. Like your depression is not something to run away from. It's to remain curious about. And I've been investigating you know, I've had suicide ideation my whole life and it's coming back. And it's now I when I when it's there these days, I am just curious about it. Why do you want to kill yourself? And I know what I'm talking about. It's very dark, but I'm investigating versus acting on it. I know so many people out there who rather die than live the life of pain. Their pain is so vast that I get it. Why you want to numb yourself? Why you don't want to see it? But rather than attaching yourself to these these really extreme emotions of depression and anxiety and suicide ideation, literally wanting to kill yourself. There's nothing darker than that. Just simply investigate it. Okay, so you want to end it all. Okay, why Why do you want to end it all? Oh, it hurts a lot. Where is the pain coming through? Okay, let's go look at where the pain is. Look at where the story began. Okay, what were you needing then? Let me provide you then now. And, hold, and holding that space for myself in that way is extremely profound because I am extremely sensitive and I feel for the collective and a lot of those things are not mine but this one is mine and I get to fully be present and actually be the problem solver here and I don't need to attach myself and go act on these extreme emotions but they're valid I understand people who want to die they're valid and I understand people who fear death that's also valid but no one can save you you have to go do the things that are right for you that work for you and ultimately like you and that's what I realized with my family it's like I when I got to that point of like do I live my truth or keep hiding and eventually die inside if not literally die die inside I had to choose like no I mean that's not going to serve my loved ones either so I will live my truth whatever that is how ugly or how beautiful it is and they can accept it, but I know they'll be happy that I'm still existing and still being bringing my medicine into this world. Yeah, and abandoning that inner child is the worst thing that we can do yeah. because we are this, these bright lights and so unique and individual, and we have our unique medicine that mm-hmm. like no one can replace you. No one can replace you. Yeah. So it is a big deal when somebody 
takes their life and mm-hmm. chooses not to live anymore, or wants to give up on this life. It's a big deal. Like you are a universe. Mm-hmm. You're a universe and your orbit, you know, there's people that revolve around you that you affect and ripples out to. And then they take that energy and they ripple it out. Like it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And so it matters how we are to ourselves, how we talk to ourselves. And the truth is, it's like, yeah, if you want to be a really good mother or parent or just anything, we have to give ourselves that gift first. Yeah. And you can't give a gift to someone if you haven't felt it, experienced, even know mm-hmm. what it feels like. And once you feel it, you're like, oh, this is what it feels like mm-hmm. to give space for myself. Oh, I bet my child would love this. Mm-hmm. And I have an example for that that I want to share. Um, my, you know, my nine-year-old boy, I just didn't really connect with him. He's very just quiet, sensitive, like my husband. He's like the extreme version of my husband and my daughter's the extreme version of me, like very outgoing, Mm -hmm. talkative. So we can talk things out. I know what's going on with her, but my boy, I'm like, he's just so quiet. I try to open up and talk to him. He's just, I don't know, doesn't share. And I had this experience where, um, I just got my feelings hurt. I had a friend that was staying with me. And she was supposed to be leaving later in the day. And so I went to the gym. I got up in the morning. I didn't know if she was awake. I went to the gym. I worked out. And I got home and the, her car was gone. And my husband was like, oh, yeah, she she left. She had to go back home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? And it was a couple weeks before Christmas. I had a gift I wanted to give her. I wanted to give her a hug. I wanted to say goodbye. And it, like, wrecked me. It was such a little thing. And my husband was like, hey, I'm." she just had somewhere she had to go. Some stuff came up and like trying to kind of justify it. And it kind of felt like it was invalidating my own feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. But I realized, okay, I can't blame this on him. Like, oh, he's whatever story. I just had to go sit with my, my little girl and realize, oh my gosh, like I just had to like cry and I cried in the pillow and I was angry. Why didn't she just send me a little text message and let me know she was leaving? I would have come home. I was three minutes away. Like, that was important to me. Like, just this little communication. Why didn't she let me know she was leaving? And it was just crazy. Like, my adult self, I'm, like, watching it. Like, okay, this is ridiculous. You're bawling over this. You're angry. You And it wrecked me, like, the rest of the day. I had, like, I was emotionally drained. I had no energy to do anything. And then I numbed out with Netflix and <laughs> literally couldn't get anything done that day. And that was just, I realized, oh, my gosh, like, I'm really sensitive And I had been running from that my entire life. It's for some reason I maybe thought that was weak or I don't know, I just didn't allow myself that space as a child or I didn't feel safe enough Mm -hmm. to have that space as a child. And so oftentimes what happens is maybe these experiences happen as a child. Maybe I wasn't really safe emotionally. It didn't feel like I was. I didn't feel like there was any space for me. Mm -hmm. And so, but the truth is, is like I'm an adult now. I have car keys. I can drive away. I can leave my spouse if I need to. I could leave. I can leave anything and everything if I want to. I have the power and control to do that. But the story is this little child that's like, no, I'm not safe. I'm not safe. And it's like, the truth is I am safe. <laughs> I am safe. I am an yeah. adult. But that's what we're talking about with the inner child that starts running the show. They keep repeating these stories that happened maybe when we were three. And maybe the truth was we weren't safe. But that's a different story now. It's a different world. And I keep showing up in this energy of not allowing my husband to hold space for me. And it's because I'm too afraid that he's not going to or he's going to say no to it. And I'm basically blocking relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm blocking for opening my heart. I'm blocking other people from opening up their heart. They can feel it. Um, But anyways, that's where I realized 
oh, wow, I had been rejecting this piece of me. This was my part of my inner child that I wasn't accepting. I wasn't loving. I had neglected. I had, I wasn't holding space for. And so I keep realizing, oh my goodness, it all comes back to me. Mm-hmm. It's not my partner. It's not my kids. It's not anybody else. It's me. I'm the one that self, I'm the one that abandoned myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is every time. And when you can sit with that, it's a little bit humbling. It's a big pill to swallow that a lot of people are not ready to take that. Mm-hmm. They are just like, no, it's other people that are causing me the hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we can claim that and own that, it actually can be empowering. It's like, oh my gosh, I have the power. No one can take it away from me. I can speak my truth at all times. I can have my voice. I can say what I need. I can set boundaries. It's all about me creating the world that I live in. I'm my universe. I'm creating me that I'm with you. The fact I'm with you right now, I chose to be here. Mm -hmm. Anything that happened, like just taking accountability, anybody that I'm with. So it's just really empowering to. Yeah. And we're, we're sovereign beings, you know, like this is, again, I think I've said it several times, but it's kind of been like my mantra that everything that happened in my childhood was not my fault, but everything that I perpetuated is my responsibility. You know, all the mistakes and all the beautiful things, all of it. And yeah, response, you know, extreme accountability is really where, where you'll find a lot of freedom. And in another way that, you know, meeting my inner child has changed my life is having deep, deep, unconditional love for our being, all beings on earth. I mean, because I, I see, I mean, yes, we play out all these dramas and adults can be really mean and, and bad and do really, really ugly things, right? Like people who are predators, like they people can do really ugly things but i'm come to a place where i am choosing to see that they are also have a little child inside and because that child is so in the dark and not even accessed by their adult self that they're lost so i just come from a place of love and and I, my prayer every morning, and I write it in my journal, I said, you know, may all beings on earth be free of suffering. That's it. It's the only prayer that I have. It's like, may all beings be free of suffering because I see it and I feel it. And I, it just goes back to like, there's this little child inside that person. And I see with my partner, you know, when he comes from a place of that little boy, and I'm like, I could never say anything hurtful to him. And when I do, it's like, it shatters me because like how could I do that to that little boy who's gone through absolute hell you know and it goes back to that and I think I I, it's not that I'm careful with my words I I've become more careful with my energy of how I project myself outward and constantly do the work that I need to do so I keep myself clean because of how I know how much that would affect the person around me and I just want to add to the love that they have not not the problems that they already have that we all are carrying with us, you know, but I don't want this episode to be too long. It's just something that came up in my field. We've been doing a lot of inner child healing for a very long time and meeting our higher selves. And there's many ways to do, you know, healing. And, um, but this was something that came up recently for me. And I felt that there was a lot of medicine in it to share. And, and for those of you who are currently going through it, uh, know that you're not alone, that, look at your parents they also have those little little minions walking around all over the world and we're kind of running the show so instead of letting the child run the show take care of it provide what it needs so that it can calm down and, and be there with you and fully integrated 
And so you can actually show up as full adults, sovereign beings who are who are coming from a place of knowing and awareness versus trauma, versus that inner child who's just sad and abandoned. And um, that will reflect in your relationships more than anywhere else. But the world alone is a mirror to you at all times. So, yeah. And just come back to showing yourself love and creating space for yourself and realizing you don't need anyone else to give it to you and say those words that you need. You can say it to yourself through actual words, through mm-hmm. feeling. Like you were saying, you're like, I just don't even need the words. I can just feel it, send the energy to myself, yep. to those around me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you. And and just sh- if you guys feel called, like whether to private message us or comment below, like what may- you may- might be experiencing and maybe some insight you might have for me while I'm going through this uh, big, strange, you know, being separated from my family and the hurt that I'm carrying and also working through it. So, yeah. We honor you and we respect you and love you and want nothing more for you to just give that to yourself because only you can feel that for yourself yeah nothing but love freedom yep we'll see you on the next episode thank you for listening to the mel and rimsha her story podcast if you found value in our life experiences and shares then please like subscribe and share this with your loved ones who may also benefit follow us on the socials at mel and rimsha from our heart to yours with love and gratitude we will see you on the